this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and celebrate. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and celebrate. This is the day that the Lord has made. continue to talk about his love and standing in his love this morning. When darkness, when darkness tries to roll over my bones, sorrow comes to steal the joy I and pain is all I know. I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand 
longer. Shame no longer has a place to hide. And I am not a captive to the lies. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. No, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaking. My fear, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. There's power. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. There's power in your name. There's power. There's power that can break off every there's power that can empty out a grave. Sing a church. There's resurrection power that can save. It's power in.
towards me the kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving God you are so Saved in Jesus' name. 
Savior Jesus Christ, we stand here today before Him and we say, I love you because you are good, because you are love. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. God, we thank you for your spirit, dear Lord, and He is moving in our midst. God, we thank you, dear Lord, for Him being here and for you in our presence. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, you are so good. God, if we, as we have heard the testimony of your love poured out upon someone, you know, 39 years ago, saving his soul, freeing him from alcohol and from drug addiction. Oh, God, you have freed each and every one of us, dear Lord, from the bondage of sin that stands before you today and claims and declares you as our Lord and our Savior because of your Son, Jesus Christ, that died upon the cross for us. And for that love, we thank you. And we are called, we are healed, and we are blessed because of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray all of these things. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As everyone's being seated, this morning's message as we come is going to be from Psalms 82. And we're going to look at this. And I want to go ahead and the message, the title for this today as we look into the scripture. It's all that God is. He is all the time. And we look into this as you go ahead and turn to Psalms 82. I'm going to turn to 1 John chapter 1. And in 1 John chapter 1, we have this introduction. It says, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one is who life is this one who is life itself was revealed to us 
and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may, may have full or fully share our joy. This morning I read this passage of scripture as John proclaims this to his readers. I proclaim to you today that I believe in God Almighty, the one that stands in heaven. I believe in the God of creation. I believe in the God that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that says, in the beginning there was God. He was in the beginning. He was here before time even began. I believe that through him that he created all things. He created you and I in his image. He created us to have a relationship with him. He created us out of his love for us. As he planned and as he thought about us before the time and before we were even born. I believe in his son, Jesus Christ, that came and lived on this earth for 33 years, that died on the cross and three days later rose from the grave, saving me from my sin. I believe that he stands at the right hand of God the Father interceding for me today. I believe that if it was not for the outpouring of his blood that I would be lost in this dying world headed straight to hell. But I thank God that he gave me his son that died on the cross to free me from sin's bondage and that I trust in him today and that one day I will be with him in heaven for eternity. That is what I believe in. I believe in God Almighty. I believe in the God in Psalms 82 that says that he is presiding over the great uh, you know, gathering in, in the heavens. So let's turn there. Psalms 82. It says, God presides in the great assembly. He renders judgment among the gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? And then he says, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the, pure, of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hands of the wicked. The gods know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I say you, you are gods. You are sons of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals. You will fall like every other ruler. And then it ends and it says, Rise up, O God, judge the earth. 
for all the nations are your inheritance. This morning, as we think about this, I give you the title once again, and today's message is all about God's love for us. In the title of the message today, it's all that God is, he is all the time. And we look and we know that God is all-powerful. God is omnipresent. God is wisdom. We also know that God is sovereign. There's absolutely, positively nothing that goes on in this earth that God does not allow or does not do or does not know that is happening. So the darkness that you're walking in today, he knows it. The light that's shining in your life, He knows it. The struggles that we face, he knows what it is because he is God. But whenever we look at this, I also ask that you would turn. Well, I'm not going to make you turn there. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. We find these words, it says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 goes on and it says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. God is all-powerful. God is omnipresent. God is wisdom. But he is that all the time. Every single thing that God does, he does it all the time. So whenever we read in 1 John and it says that God is love, God isn't love just every other day. God is always love. And every single thing that God does is out of love. So if we go and we think that God is sovereign and that God knows everything that goes on in this world and that he has us in his hands, then we also have to understand that everything that goes on in this world goes on in this world because he loves us. Everything that happens to us in our life happens because he loves us. Whoa, wait a minute, pastor. How can you say that? I know a young lady that is that struggles because she's had a miscarriage and she now has a baby that's in the hospital that was premature. God, if you love me, why am I going through this struggle? 
There's people in this church that has cancer. And they're struggling through this. And you know, we have one that was back in the hospital this weekend because of the medication that he was taking. And there's got to be times in this struggle that we look at it and we say, God, if you really love me, would I be going through this struggle? We have to trust in the God Almighty. We have to trust that whenever it says that God is love, that every single thing that happens and every single thing that he does in our life is because he loves us. We might not know it now and it might not feel like it now, but he loves us. The darkness that we're in the midst of, and it might seem so dark that we question that love. But can I let you know, one day, one day if we continue to trust in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, that we're going to walk across that crystal sea. And His Son is going to be standing there waiting to receive us into heaven because he is true to his word that every single thing that he does is because he loves us so that we would cling to him, so that we would hold to him that in the darkest time of our lives that we know that he loves us and that one day he'll hold us by our hands and enter us into heaven and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. That God that I'm talking about. And Psalms chapter 82 verse 1 says that he is reciting in the great assembly in heaven. And he's judging the gods. Now I don't want us to get confused. The scripture does have the gods as a lowercase g. But it's not the false gods that we create. It's not the false gods of the scripture. The gods that he's talking about here, we will find in Exodus chapter 22, verses 7 through 8. And the NIV reads in this, in this manner, if anyone gives a neighbor silver or gold for safekeeping, and they're stolen from the neighbor's house, the thief, if caught, must pay back double. But if the thief is not found, the owner of the house must appear before the judges. Reading this same passage of scripture in the NLT, translate that the neighbor must appear before God, who will determine if the property was stolen. We also look in Exodus chapter 21, verses 5 and 6. And this one says, But if the servant declares, I love my master, and my wife and children do not want to go free, then his master must take him before the judges. Again, the NLT would translate it this way. 
that he must must be presented or he must present him before God. So in the scripture, in the old times, in the, in the days of scripture, we would get this understanding that the lowercase g in God's would be humans that would be the judges or the prophets that God has placed above his people because they are giving judgment that is God's judgment because God has given them the judgment. So they would be considered the lowercase God, that they are the ones that are judging this. But then we go on into Scripture, and Scripture will actually become, and it will say that the gods are actually the rulers of the nations that are around there. So in other words, the gods in the scriptural or in the biblical days would have been someone that was in a leadership position, whether it be the leader of a clan or the leader of a nation, that they would actually consider those as gods. But let's not forget that they are the lowercase god because it goes further on in there and it says that you will die just like mere mortals. So they're really nothing special except for God has placed them into a place of leadership to be able to judge over the people. Now I want us to think about this and I'm going to pose this because we have allowed, we as in human beings and as the church, the Christians of this world or this United States, we have allowed our government, the leaders that God has placed before us, we have allowed them to become so corrupt that we cannot trust the words that they say. We cannot believe the things that they are doing. God is saying here, and I want you to receive this, people that are in authority over us today. I want you to receive this for what it is. God is going to judge you for what you are doing today. God is going to judge us for what we are doing today. The wickedness that you are procrastinating and the wickedness that you are promoting today, you will be judged for that. It looks here in the judgment that he renders and he says, how long are you going to defend the wicked? How long? How long is our government, how long is the leaders of this world gonna defend the wicked people in this world? And he goes from there and he says, defend the weak, and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hands of wicked or the wicked. We've allowed this because we have sat so silently. We have allowed this because the world no longer looks to the church for advice or for help because all we have been given for so long is we have been given them judgment from God. 
It is not our place to judge anyone. Scripture has never told the Christians or the church that we are supposed to judge the lost. Scripture tells us as the church and as Christians, we are supposed to love the lost. We are supposed to provide a place of refuge and safety and security. The church is no longer looked at as a place of refuge anymore. Rulers, leaders of this government, of of this United States and of Rock Hill and of South Carolina, I want you to understand something else that's in this passage of Scripture. In verse 5, it says, The gods know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. If you were not calling out to God Almighty, if you do not trust him for your decisions, if you do not look to him for understanding, you are walking around in darkness. But I also want you to see this. That what you're doing, it's not light. Because it says that all the foundations of the earth is shaken. Because we have to go back to Genesis chapter 1. Whenever it says that God created the heavens and the earth. God created everything right. It says after every single day that this is good. There was nothing bad within it. He created human being. He created man and woman. And he said, this is good. There was nothing created that wasn't good. We have brought about with our worldly and earthly desires and our fleshly desires, we have brought about corruption in everything that we touch. Remember, the flood came because every man's thought was wicked. Every thought was wicked. So he destroyed the earth, saved Noah and his family because they had been found righteous. 200 years later, just 200 years later, he had to destroy and he had to change their languages so that they would separate because they had become so wicked that they were building a tower, the Tower of Babel, so that they could be up and reach up into heavens so that they could be like God. It only took 200 years. This earth is being shaken to its foundation because of the wickedness that we have allowed to happen here on this earth. Now, if you haven't said it, I know you've thought it. 
So, Pastor, this is a good message towards our government, but what in the world does that actually, what does that have to do with me? What, what do I get from this today? We should get the understanding that in our lives, that the God that we worship and the God that we believe in, he's going to judge us. The eighth verse of Psalms 82, it says, Rise up, O God, and judge the earth. Are you ready for God to judge this earth? Are you ready for God to judge you? For those of you that don't believe that God is actually real and that God's going to judge this earth, (laughs) just hang on. He's going to judge you. He's going to judge this earth. It will happen. Are you ready for that judgment? Where are you today? Can you truly say that the God that is love, that you trust that every single thing that he has done for you and every single thing that he is doing for you is for the right of you and it's because he loves you? Can you trust in every single promise that is written in scripture? Do you believe and do you trust every word of God that's written right here in this Bible? Do you believe and trust it? Because you will be judged accordingly. We also look at this. And I have to bring it back to the church and back to us as Christians. Are we defending the weak and the fatherless? Or have we cast them out into the wicked world? Are we helping the poor? Are we so consumed with who we are and where we are that we can't help others? Are we doing our part to rescue the weak? Are we? Are we speaking the love of God to our friends, to our neighbors, to our children? Are we showing them that they can trust that regardless of how dark it is, that they can trust in the love of God and they can trust that God will provide for them and that God will protect them? Is that what we're doing? Rise up, God. 
judge the earth. Judge us. Are we ready? We don't know if Jesus is going to come back this afternoon or if he's going to come back 20 years from now. Are you ready? We don't know if you drive out of this parking lot that somebody's not going to T-bone you and kill you instantly. Are you ready? Are you ready? See, we have a responsibility. And that responsibility is simply to show the love of God. To every single person that we see. God is love. And if we love God, then God loves us and God lives in us. And if God is living in us, then all we can do is love one another. Scripture says that we will be known by our love for one another. Because it's different. Because it's a love that is beyond anything that's here on this earth. It's a love that comes from God Almighty. That shines within us. So the passage of Scripture today in the message is a warning. God is sitting up there in heaven and he's judging the judges or the gods, the leaders of this earth. He is. And he will hold them accountable. But he'll also hold us accountable. But whenever we look at this, we have to, we cannot forget that there is no justice without love. And there is no love without justice. Justice and judgment is given because God is love. You remember? All that God is, He is all the time. So whenever he's judging, he is judging through love. Whenever justice reigns upon us, the justice comes because of love. So yes, if you're doing wrong in this world, God's going to judge you. But his judgment is because he loves you. Because he loves you. Let's stand. Dear Heavenly Father, I do thank you, dear Lord, for today. God, I thank you for the words that you give to us. God, I thank you that your scripture shows us and tells us that you are love. 
and that every single thing that you do is through that love for us. For everyone that was ever created and that it would ever be created, for every child that is born or will ever be, God, that your love reigns supreme. And that, yes, you love this world that you created. But because of that love, justice will prevail. And judgment will be handed out. In Jesus' name, amen.